I'm Jason Long, and this is Queer Contemplations. At what cost? This is James's story. Just pain. It all got too much. I needed a break. This is business. I'm feeling okay. Not nervous. This isn't my first time doing this kind of thing. You know that TV show Dragon's Den? I was on it once. What an experience. They never aired it though, so you probably won't recognise my voice. I wish I could say I wowed them with my pitch and I got tens of thousands in the bank and lived my dream. Alas, here I am. I made hand cream, organic and natural. Can I say what it's called? Slippery cream it's called. They said on the show that basically it's too generic an idea, not even exciting enough. It is to me though, I love it, I love what I did, used to in those early days. I was proud, I was hungry and ambitious. I got into this tunnel vision state. I grew most of my ingredients in my friend Nigel's garden. He didn't mind, bless him. He's too old to look after the garden himself, so I sort of took it over. I turned his garage into a factory and made all the cream right there. Carbon neutral, fresh, local, smells great and it's wonderful for your skin. I went over there every morning, about six. He would go up at eight, made me a coffee and we'd have dinner together before I got the bus back to my flat. Don't get me wrong, it was tiring. I was working like 12, 13 hours a day but I was in like this automatic mode. I could just sort of switch off from the world, from my head. It was great for my imagination and stuff. I keep this notebook because I get all these ideas for other businesses. I still got it. Full of scribbles, spider diagrams, doodles, whatever pops into my mind. You never knew when you are going to need any of it. When I had an idea, I spent the whole day getting on with other stuff. But I'd be running the whole thing through my mind like a film. Wrangling it, stretching it playing it over and over. What could go wrong? Where does it get stuck? What could go right? How do I sell it? Know what I mean? I swear, I ran hundreds of businesses through my mind, start to finish. And not much of it makes sense anymore. I was too frantic, in too much of a rush. There were so many of them, ideas. They were all ethical though. That's sort of my thing. Anyway, I had all these ideas and I thought I knew at the time what to do. The only thing I was lacking was capital. I was totally skint, barely covering my rent. I had some regular sales, but I couldn't pay myself very much. I didn't mind, it's all sort of the process. That's how everybody starts. I read all the autobiographies of great business leaders and they just say, just stick at it. Eventually things pick up, and if they don't, just drop on and move on as fast as you can. I remember never really feeling ready, or if I come close to dropping the cream and moving on, I sell a few bottles in quick succession, and it just spurred me to keep going. It was like the universe was urging me to carry on. <laughs> Sounds stupid, but that's what I was thinking at the time. Yeah, it was lonely, had no time for a boyfriend, work was like six, seven days a week, hundreds of bottles to produce, no time for even friends. I had Nigel, yeah. But you know what I mean. I get home really late and exhausted. 
So I'll just collapse in front of the news and fall asleep. It takes so much hard work to get anywhere. I knew that. So that's why I did it. Work, work, work. And I was doing the planet good too. Some people chose to buy a slippery cream instead of some chemical packed commercial nastiness. And it gave me a sense of duty, I guess. Like I would stand there in the garden and look at everything I cultivated and the makeshift production line I created and I'll just think, yeah, this works. This is great. Look at me go. Nothing could stop me. There was this tipping point where orders were coming in thick and fast. I had to repeat business and word of mouth was effective. I set up social media accounts and had a pretty steady following. Waxing lyrical about the evils of corporate skincare industry and why I was the antidote. It was really exciting, really exciting. I can't describe how it made me feel in all honesty. Proud, yes, but like worthy, I guess? Or like I was right all along and people were taking notice at last? So then I get this email from a spa that wanted to stock slippery cream and bang. First bulk order. Ready to go and ship within like an hour. Money hit my account, so I took myself on holiday down south for a few days. A few weeks later, I had a call from some person at a high street cosmetic shop. I can't say which one. He was really vague, but flattering, kind of flirty. He said he loved the cream and he had always influence with his bosses in the buying department or something, and he could get me a meeting. I wanted to jump at the chance, but I remembered something I read and thought it was best to play a call. To not seem too keen. I told him I think about it. That I needed a couple of days to crunch some numbers and, or whatever. Straight onto Google to do a little bit of research. And was less than impressed with the ethical credentials. Animal testing. No carbon neutral targets. Sketchy ingredient sourcing. I don't know. It all just amounted to something I didn't like. And I became less and less interested. I wasn't as excited as perhaps I should have been. Put it that way. I left it a bit, then called the guy back and politely declined. But now, of course, once I had the order from the spa, things went nuts. I had this whole backlog of bottles I've been making for months, all sold. So I was having to work faster. I was working from five in the morning to late at night. Every night. I started sleeping in Nigel's shed because I couldn't afford to spend time commuting. I consider hiring someone, but you never know how long these high volume periods will be. And knowing my luck, I would have got someone on board, figured out how to do payroll and pensions and stuff. And the orders would stop, leaving me stuck. It all got too much. I needed a break. So I took a night off and went to this vegan place in town for a good meal. Nigel stopped feeding me because he said I was working too hard and he didn't want to encourage me. I think he just couldn't afford to give me three meals a day, bless him. Anyway, so I was walking to this vegan place, which happens to be next door to one of these shops. You know the ones who called me? I wandered in because I liked to know the competition and it was like I was hit by lightning. They had this product, this hand cream, made from almost exactly the same ingredients as mine, but all shit from abroad. The retail price is about half of what I sell at. I was fuming. I felt defeated and disgusted. The colours on the label, even the font, were the same as mine. So it really felt like a personal attack. I didn't stop for dinner. I went home, back to the shed. I found this guy's email address and wrote to him, telling him in no uncertain terms what I thought of this crappy hangry. Telling him I hoped he was happy to be working for a company that could do that to a small business, all the while destroying the planet. He replied within like 10 minutes, inviting me to a meeting. 
well, so angry. And he obviously wasn't paying attention to me, so I accepted. So I get there, a few days later, they knew what to expect for a walk in the door. They were on a charm offence when I arrived, but they conceded it was too similar to mine, so they would change the packaging and one of the ingredients. Result? I hardly said anything in that meeting, they just changed it for me there and then. I was geared up for a fight. I spent time rehearsing what I was going to say, but to my surprise, it was, it was fine. But that wasn't all they had to say. They asked for, get this, exclusive rights to Slippery Cream. Told me they'd back me with all this money in exchange for my story, branding and future ideas. I mean, come on. Knowing what I knew about that company, it just didn't sit well with me. It flew in the face of everything I believed in. My guiding philosophy and everything I built. But I was tired. I was really, really tired. I flashed forward in my mind, there was only so much I could create. Only so much I could build on my own. Growth while working alone, without any real guidance outside of my own belief system, started to feel unsustainable and aimless. On the other hand, if I did hire people, if I built up that way, I'd have less to do and that scared me too. What would my life be without all this work, without all this busyness? What would I do on my own? Would it just be me sitting in front of my TV? That's... That was a terrifying thought. No, not terrifying. Tragic is a better word. I know I wasn't in the right frame of mind to take rash decisions, so I asked them for some time to think about it. But they did the time limiting thing. Gave me 24 hours because they wanted to create a sense of urgency. Of course I spotted it a mile off. Loads of businesses do that. I read about it. Didn't take me long anyway. I went back to my Google search and reminded myself why I said no the first time. I went to the garden the next morning and stood there. I looked upon all I had created. I sat down to listen to the breeze and the trees. I smelled a scent of flowers in the air. Didn't even doubt myself, not for a minute. Underhanded they were, nasty, slimy cheats I thought. I spent the day working, doing my usual stuff, and thought hard about how best to word an email to them. Eventually I got my phone out to write to them and I noticed the alarm going off. It was 4 o'clock in the morning? I worked for around 18 hours without even noticing. A whole day of my life was gone. I worked it away without realising. I remember taking a deep breath. I closed my eyes. I became aware of my body, how much it ate, from my feet, back, up to my neck and behind my eyes. Just pain. I started to write the email turning them down, but something told me not to. My instincts were all screaming, what are you doing fool, take the money. They all say, great leaders, follow your gut. So here I am, two years later, I have a boyfriend now, my first one. We're doing okay, growing steady as they say. I've got together the deposit for a beautiful little cottage, massive garden full of flowers. I'm planning on proposing once we're settled. It's only been a year, but he's the one I think. So yeah, I work for that shop now, corporate office. They offered me a head of product development. They told me they wanted me because I know more than anyone else what it would take to persuade small business owners to get on board with our corporate message. I know what it takes to guide them to make a decision to sign up with us. I can help them achieve their own financial independence. I get to wear a suit, which is a welcome change. 
We help people to make their products as efficiently as possible. But we have environmental targets now, due in no small part to me. In 15 years, we're going to be carbon neutral across all our stores and we're sourced only from ethical suppliers. I'll be a part of that, a part of history. This morning, I met a young gay guy. He's found his way to make shampoo from old coffee grounds. I could sense his excitement, his passion. While I was chatting with him, his idealism seemed frankly stupid. I get it, I do, but like, this is the real world. This is business. It should be making money. He should be making money. He looks shattered. I'll get him. James was played by Massimo Peluso. Thank you, Massimo. Thanks for listening to Queer Contemplations. For more information on this episode, please visit longstoriesmedia.com.